Well, well, well. A little later than normal, but guys, you know the drill. It's Monday night. It's time to drink some beers. It's time to drink some beers on the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. Hey, Kevin. Good to see you joining in. Just to have a quick little sip of uh, this beer that I'm not drinking tonight. That's confusing, isn't it? Because I'm clearly about to drink it. Mmm. And it's a real cracker, too. This is the uh, the old-style Pilsner from, uh, of course, Godspeed. Bless their souls. Hang on one sec. One more sip. Should have finished this before I started. Very unprofessional of me. Oh, I was screaming my head off at rugby practice tonight because my pestilential players were not listening very well. But I highly recommend it. You should coach children at something you know about, and uh, I know about rugby, so here we go. Good times. Sorry, also, uh, apologies in advance. Uh, you might hear me cough. You're going to hear I sound a little congested, a little snuffly. Guys, it's just a cold. Okay, I got a negative test at the weekend. Totally fine. feel pretty good, to be honest with you. I just congested and coughing all the time but you want to get some dirty looks in public try coughing people uh, will not hesitate to give you some serious side eye anyway we got two beers to get to tonight kids so uh, let's stop dilly dallying around pardon me and let's jump in we're going to start out with this uh, beauty this is O'Neill Stout from your friend and mine left field this is a stout. I've had this stout a number of times, but I haven't had uh, this new uh, comeback iteration of it. Um, I don't know if that's actually what we call it. Um, this has been a seasonal. Now, Left Field uh, very graciously sent me a letter with some uh, information on these beers. I've lost it. So I'm just reading off the website. It uh, doesn't say if it's a regularly available one, but it might be. It might be. But the key to this one that we're all excited about, me as much as the next uh, fella or, or um, friend, uh, hey, Jake, is, uh, is this. I mean, it's a stout, so right out of the gate, I'm happy. But uh, oh, I poured the whole thing. Drat, I meant to only pour half of it. Now I'm going to have to drink it all before I can drink the next one because I only brought one glass and we're live. I can't just nip off to the kitchen and get a glass. And I know my wife's not watching yet, so she's not even hearing this to fetch me a glass. So I'm on my own. We're going to have to, we're going to party tonight. We're going to party like it's on sale for $19.99. Anyway, O'Neill Stout, I got I to gotta warn you, my sense of smell right now is somewhat limited, what with the congestion. What I'm getting off this is coffee, maybe cola. Some clearly nicely dark roasted malt, without a doubt. Yeah, just not a whole lot. Again, sorry, a little congested. Let's stick it in my drink hole and see what happens. Mmm. Man, the mouthfeel on that beer is incredible. Yeah. Oh, chocolate. Woo. Big time. Big hit of cocoa on the end. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, coffee and chocolate. It's delightful. I was saying before I distracted myself and then couldn't smell anything. The good news on this beer in this iteration, and I believe the intent now going forward, all Ontario ingredients, all Ontario. Now, Leftfield's water, always Ontario, because they're here in Toronto and we don't get water from anywhere else. A lot of people take our water because it's real nice, but we just drink our own. So the water was already Ontario anyway, but the hops and the malt, all Ontario and the yeast, I'm assuming escarpment, that's Ontario too. Um, it's all Ontario ingredients. So you can feel good about the O'Neill Stout, not just because you're supporting a great brewery, i.e. left field, who, uh, by the way, I think you knew this, but just in case you didn't, living wage employer, love that. That means they pay their people a decent uh, wage. Um, but the ingredients that go into the beer also support the local economy. So good for you and good for me. Well, I didn't buy this. They did give it to me, full disclosure. Uh, but I do buy this beer because it's delightful. So you can feel good about buying this beer. And yeah, like I say, with a fairly limited um, capability to smell things right now, yeah, coffee. I still get a little hint of cola on the nose, but I'm not getting it on my palate. Um, it's nice. That chocolate, it's not just cocoa. It's like dark chocolate. There's some weight to it. I like it. And it's not bitter. It's, uh, it's chocolatey. This is good. Nice, uh, sturdy, dry, not hoppy in like an IPA sense, but there's a nice clean hop kind of finish to it. Couldn't tell you what the hop is off the top of my head. Sometimes in a stout, you know what I like? I like a little northern brewer. I wonder if the can says, or the website, because they often will tell you that. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> no, there it is. Uh, it doesn't say. It just says hops. So I'm imagining the website probably says the same. Guys, I at least took the time to open the web pages before we started. Well, I can tell you uh, they don't list the hops, but they do say it's Barn Owl Pale Ale Malt from right here in Ontario. Oh, sorry. It's not Ontario. It's 100% Canadian ingredients and, uh, and Red Shed Alberta Roasted Barley. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that the hops are from VQH or... Hey Ho Farms, or one of them, uh, right here in Ontario. So, all Canadian, pardon me, not all Ontario. It does say right on the, oh, oh, I don't have the same label. Mine just says O'Neill Stout, but the one on the website says 100% Canadian Stout. So, uh, I don't know why I didn't get that label, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. It's a lovely stout, really nice stuff. Um, they've made some suggestions, bone-in smoked beef short rib. Um, incidentally, they always call them the ballpark bearings. And I get it. You can't really limit yourself just to ballpark stuff. I've never been to a ballpark with bone-in smoked beef short rib. Now, I know certainly at least Mark and Mandy, they've done some tours uh, to go to different ball ballparks. And maybe they've been to a ballpark that uh, serves that. Um, I've certainly never seen it. That sounds elaborate. Uh, they also mentioned clam chowder in a bread bowl, which does sound good. And this would be nice with the clam chowder for a variety of reasons. What would I have with it, though? I'm glad you asked. Now, I don't have to limit myself to ballpark pairings. Thank the creator for that. 
what would I like to eat with it? That is the question I would hope you would ask. Uh, maybe you already have. Maybe you've been waiting with bated breath. If your breath has been baited, I would suggest you unbait it. I don't know what that means. But you can do it. Unbait that breath and listen up, because this is what I'm going to uh, eat with it. He hello, craft beer and kittens. I'm not going to eat craft beer and kittens, either the user or cats. Um, I actually don't, in principle, have anything wrong with eating cats. I just don't do it. If you want to eat a cat, eat a cat. I mean, probably not one that's been loved by somebody. But they're animals. If you eat animals, why not eat a cat? Okay, I know that scientifically speaking, cats are carnivores and we tend not to eat carnivores. We tend to eat uh, uh, plant eaters with the word herbivores because you get a better return on energy investment and on and on and on. But I digress. Let's leave that for now. Uh, also, if anybody's still listening after I said, go ahead and eat cats, I don't care. Um, pet craft beer and kittens got the hell out of Dodge when I said that. Um, what was I saying? Oh, it's what I was going to eat with this. Hmm. It's a good question. I got the answer. Yeah. Um, bangers and champ. Now you've heard of bangers and mash probably, maybe. I'm going to point out my bangers are going to be plant-based. I wouldn't have typically said this, but as I always say, we live in a golden age to be uh, a plant-based uh, eater. And uh, there are some decent bangers now that you can get that are plant-based. I mean, if you like meat, you're not going to like them because they ain't meat, but they work. Um, Champ, though, is where we get uh, confusing. Now, I've told you about this. So if you're a regular listener to the Toronto Beer Podcast, forgive my repetition, Champ is like Northern Irish mashed potatoes. So, so far, so good. Potatoes, pardon me, boiled, mashed up. But, you know, when you mash potatoes, you tend to have to add something to it. Normally some butter, um, maybe some cream or milk. Some people swear that they like to just use some of the water that the potatoes were cooked in. And they say it's, uh, it's, it's lower calorie and low fat. Uh, and they, they claim it's as good as, as cream. Um, they're wrong. Uh, maybe to them it is, but they also evidently then have no sense of taste or pleasure. Uh, I would encourage you to use at least whole milk uh, and consider adding some cream in there just to richen things up. Or, or sour cream. That's really nice in mashed potatoes. But that's not what you're going to do for this. What you're going to do for this is you're going to take a couple of green onions Okay, you're gonna need a little pot. We have a nice little pot. I like it. It holds about mm, five cups of liquid. <clears throat> uh, you're gonna take that small pot. You're gonna chop up some green onions. You're gonna put them in the pot. You're gonna pour some milk in there. You're gonna put some butter in there. You're gonna bring the whole thing to a boil. And then when the potatoes are ready, you're gonna take that pot. Once it hits a boil, you can turn it off. You don't need to cook anything. You're just heating it up. And you're gonna dump that in the potatoes and you're gonna mash that into the potatoes and your life is going to change. By the way, if you, like me, tend to mash your potatoes with the skin still on, we call them smashed potatoes when we do them that way. Uh, a, because I'm cheap and don't like wasting things, and B, because the skins have like a ton of fiber in them. It's very good for you. 
Um, you can't do that for this. I mean, you can, but you might as well just use the potato water at that point. Um, peel those potatoes. Now, if you want, you can deep fry those skins into crispy little morsels of deliciousness, uh, which you then dust with Old Bay, if your name is me. But uh, you don't have to do that. The key is peel the potatoes. You don't want skins in there. You want a nice, smooth, rich, slightly oniony. Oh, champ. Man, I haven't had champ in a minute. Anyway, and bangers, and then you put some gravy up on there, and you have this with it. That's classic pub fare. It's going to be... You're going to like that one. That's what you're going to want to do. And why does that work? Well, uh, the potatoes are quite creamy and rich. Uh, the uh, bitterness and uh, slightly coffee chocolatiness is going to stand against that. And then with the bangers... Um, Typically, you'd sear them off in the pan, and they get some color on them, and then you finish them in the oven, and that color pops. That color, uh, caramelization, Maillard reaction, if you prefer, uh, or Maillard, if you want to pronounce it like an anglophone, um, works really well with the, the, the burnt sugars in, in the beer. So that's the, that's the key. Oh, I've really, really dropped the ball on this one. I really don't have... Another glass. I wonder. I wonder if I can put it back in the can. It's not like toothpaste, right? I'm going to have another sip. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's been 13 minutes. It's too early in the night for this. All right, here we go. What, what I just did, if you're listening and not watching the video, um, there was about two-thirds of a beer left in the glass. I drank about half of that, so I had about a sixth of the beer um, there. And if you'll indulge me, I don't condone this sort of behavior, but I do have another beer I need to drink. And this is delicious, but I need to drink another beer, if you will. Bear with me. Well, now we have an empty glass, and I have a happy belly, and I'm going to burp. Oh, that was something. I had latkes for dinner. Tasted like potatoes. Uh, why did I have latkes for dinner, you ask? Um, not a Jewish holiday, and I'm not a Jew to celebrate, although I'll take any excuse to eat a latka, because a latka, friends, is potatoes that you fry in oil, and... Uh, there's not much I like more than a potato, ideally fried in oil, or mixed with uh, uh, cream and green onions and mashed up. Now, I'm trying to clean this glass up because uh, the next beer is totally different. So we do this as a trick. You pour, uh, what have we got in there, a couple of tablespoons? I don't know. Call it 30 ml of beer, and I swirl it around. Now, this beer is a mix of the two. It's mostly the second one, but there's a little bit of the first one. So I want to get rid of this, and I'm going to put it in my belly. But the key is, I just need to not think about it. I'm not going to taste it. I'm not going to think about, oh, what does that taste like? It's just going to be cold and wet, and it's going to go down my throat like this. I mean, that didn't, I didn't sell that, did I? That didn't make it sound amazing, but, I, oh, oh, don't think about it, Chris. It's real hard not to think about, though. Oh, the, the aroma is just assaulting my very congested nose. Highly, highly delightful. This, by the way, Disco Demolition Night Double IPA. Kevin's saying chug, chug, chug. I mean, 
It's not really a chug. I, I did it in two. And it was only two-thirds of a beer. A third at a time. No, wait, what did I say? I did the math wrong there, didn't I? If I had two-thirds of the beer and I finished half of it, that's not a sixth. That's one-third. This is why you should always wear a helmet when you're doing any sort of contact sport. Uh, anyway, I digress. Disco Demolition Night. Double IPA. I love a stout. I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, but this is... This is going to get me right in the feels, I think is what they say. Uh, the taste feels, I guess. Anyway, uh, so Disco Demolition uh, Night uh, Double IPA. Okay, so very hoppy and... and um, Again, my sensitivity isn't quite there. It's very uh, f fresh, bright hoppiness. It could be touching on floral or maybe a little tropical. That's basically all I can smell, unfortunately. Um, again, not on my A game right now, but let's see what the tongue's... Let's do the tongue test. That's what they call it, uh, I think, in the BJCP. This part of the show is the tongue test. Mm. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, hello. Hello. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Quite hoppy, obviously. I'm going to go with melons and berries. It's the main thing I'm getting off the hops right now. Uh... Hmm. Definitely some citrus in there. Something... Maybe a little grapefruity. Yeah. Gra gra uh, uh, gra grapefruit peel. Yeah. And, uh... Interestingly, I couldn't necessarily tell you the malt profile. I can tell you visually, it looks pretty yellow. So I don't know if there's anything much more than, uh... Pardon me, than, uh two row or whatever um but there is a, a nice um slightly uh almost pilsnery kind of malt profile to it um mostly covered up by the hops but it is there um and and i'm aware of um some perceived sweetness on the palate so it's in there i'm gonna have one more sip here hang on a sec mm. Mm -mm -mm. let's see what they say about this uh, get, get their opinion. They say juicy, orange, pineapple. I could probably believe pineapple. And hints of gentle strawberry. And by a slightly dry medium finish. Medium finish, what does that mean? They mean medium body? Medium weight body? I don't, yeah, yeah could be. I could call it that. It's a great finish. Lingering juiciness, some hot bitterness. Mmm. Now, that's quite nice. That is, uh, that's a little scary though. Now again, congestion uh, might factor in here, but I think it's like 8%. It's like 7.8%, pretty close to 8%. It's the kind of beer that could land a, land a fellow like me in a, in a whole world of hurt. Especially the next morning. I could probably drink more of these than would be, strictly speaking, good for me. Uh, 
you know, not even just according to my doctor, according to me. Uh, but it's delightful, man. It's nice. It is big and juicy just the way I like it. No aggressiveness from the, the alcohol at all. It's not hot. It's not sticky either. Um, a lot of late hopping, I think. Teeth aren't even really squeaky. So really nice stuff. That was a really good double IPA. I wonder if we would call that a New England style or not. I would. Or at least I'd call it like a new school. Uh, it's not a West Coast. It doesn't have that punch. Uh, uh, the actual perceived bitterness. It's, it's mellower than that. But it's very hoppy. It's quite good. Mm, and what are we going to eat with that? I mean, I bet... Uh, I think I caught a glimpse on the webpage there of something about Nashville hot chicken. Sure. That's, you know what we say, those big hoppy IPAs, you go with something spicy. That's, that's a, that's a standard fare. Uh, that's a good choice. Me though, I would, uh, you know what I would do? Uh, and this is not ballpark fare, but, uh, I would hope to find this available at Salad King, the delightful Thai restaurant. Uh, what's it on? Is it on gold? It's just off Young. It's on the Ryerson campus. Great spot. And I would get a very fragrant green curry with this. Uh, spicy, yes. Um, I think if I recall, I liked my Salad King curries uh, somewhere in the 12 to 15 chili neighborhood, which is pretty hot. I mean, it's nowhere near like they're warning you that you might go to the hospital hot. But uh, that ain't cool. You're going to feel that on the old, uh, the old kisser. My tongue's going to be on fire in the best way. Aromatic curry, especially the green one. Man, the lemongrass in that thing is just bring a tear to your eye. Uh, it's going to work really well, though, because as noted, and as I just brought up, uh, lemongrass, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Thai basil for sure is in there. And uh, galangal, that's, uh, that's Thai-style ginger. These are all uh, flavors. They're not similar at all, but they're all quite perfumey, um, very fragrant. Um, and those those specific aspects, taste-wise, they're quite delicate. That's what I would say. And now this isn't necessarily delicately hoppy, but I think the perfumey qualities of that curry and those juicy, fruity qualities are going to play really well together. And as noted, I'm making mine somewhere in the 12 to 15 chili range, quite hot. So we're doing well with the IPAs with spicy food thing. And then, of course, you're going to have some shrimp crackers because they're delicious. And uh, if, you, if you're smart, you're probably going to start with like green mango salad. Ooh, yeah, That would work really well with this, too. In that case, you got a lot of tartness standing up against the fragrance and the bitterness there. That's also a good combination. Maybe what you do is you'll tailgate at the game with uh, some, some tinnies of the uh, Disco Demolition Night double IPA. And you can uh, you can bring in takeout uh, Salad King or the Thai restaurant of your choosing or the Siamese restaurant of your choosing. If you're 130 years old or however long ago it was, we called Thailand Siam. Um, that's what I want with it. Um, let me just take a quick peek and make sure they did say Nashville hot chicken and chorizo sausage. <clears throat> Pardon me. Both of those. To be honest with you, neither things that I would have necessarily gone for myself, what with the not eating meat and all, um, both have, 
there, there's reasonable arguments to be made on both those uh, those examples. But I'm telling you, get some Thai food. Oh, man, I haven't had a salad king in a long time. Anyway, I just had a really good idea. Eric is not here right now, right? She's not in our room? No. That could be our anniversary. My, my anniversary is coming up in November. And uh, it's not a major one, so we won't do anything too serious. But we might order in some salad king. That'd be nice. Pretty good. Maybe, depending on COVID stuff, leave the kids at home and we'll go to Salad King on our own. I'd be all right. I would do it. I would. You look out. I'm about to. Oh, for those of you wondering, uh, let me do the math. 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah, my, my, my marriage can drink in Quebec as of November the... Oh, wait, I always do this one wrong. Fifth? No, I think I got engaged on the fifth and I got married on the eighth. It's the eighth. It's November the eighth. Oh, I'm really glad Eric's not watching this right now. Uh, anyway, that's what I'm saying. Um, hey, it's getting late and I still have to talk to you about something else. Uh, oh, it's not that bad. We're only running at 25 right now, so that's, that's pretty good. I'm going to have a sip of beer. One second. It's delicious. Mm, 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 mm. Where do you get these beers? We should deal with that. Uh, the brewery. They're definitely available at the brewery. And uh, maybe the LCBO. I don't think they're at grocery. I think uh, I see Greenwood at the grocery store and sometimes ice cold beer, maybe. And th that's those are definitely both available at the LC. Don't know if either of these ones make it to the LCBO or not. But uh, oh, look at that. A four pack of Disco Demolition Night is only twelve twenty one. That means they're three dollars and change a piece. They're less than the Chris Schreier uh, one dollar per hundred mil rule. That's pretty good. Yeah, I could sign up for that. Nice. I do like that beer. Uh, and that O'Neill, fantastic stuff. Oh, and significantly cheaper. Nine seventy three. Now that's pre-tax I bet and I tend to think about my alcohol tax in but now does my scale is that that's tax in the way I think about it definitely tax in so anyway uh, neither here nor there neither here nor there by the way sweet spot their mocha marshmallow stout also dropping I think has has dropped now uh, past tense. Um, oh, Kingdom Kvike Pale Ale. I'd like to try some of that. Southpaw IPA, Greenwood IPA, Scout Micro IPA, Moonshot Double IPA, Power Alley Triple IPA, Laser Show Classic Double IPA. There's a lot of IPAs. Gigante. Oh, it's out though. Oh, these are, uh, sorry. I was just leading, reading you a bunch that were struck out. Anyway, uh, a lot of good IPAs coming out of left field right now. Bless their souls. One more sip. Hey, Anthony, by the way. Welcome aboard. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to get it at the brewery. If you can get it at the LCBO, cool. But go to the brewery. So nice. Taking a game. I think they've got the game on again. And the Jays are apparently doing good things right now. So what a time to be alive. Hot diggity. Uh... Go watch some Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vlad, eh? Vlad. Like the Impaler. 
Anyway, I digress. Uh, hey, I'm sure. I hope that there's enough simpatico between what I'm doing here and the rest of the world that I don't need to tell you this. I certainly don't want to be the one to tell you this. So if I am the one telling you this, know that it's impacting me as much as you. Uh, Norm MacDonald passed away, eh? What a guy. Canadian fella. And uh, had apparently had cancer for like eight or nine years, I think. Been fighting it. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell a soul. Didn't want a big song and dance made of it. Um, but he passed away. Uh, far too young, I think 60-something. Um, but, uh, oh, hey, and Ben Johnson's just joined in. Speaking of people who probably already knew that Norm MacDonald has passed away. Uh, but, man, I've been, I think like everybody, I've been uh, been really watching a lot of his stuff uh, recently. Yesterday I had some uh, some, some spare time. Uh, the family were all out. Uh, what with this cold and all, I'm not allowed to go socially calling. So I stayed home and uh, I watched every Norm MacDonald appearance on Letterman from like 1990 to 2015. That was like three and a half hours very well spent. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Look that up on the old YouTube. Uh, I first saw Norm MacDonald on, I think, a Just for Laughs special on the television, on the TV, as he liked to say, uh, and I, I don't remember the whole set, but he, his closing bit was that he'd quit smoking and all of a sudden everything tastes amazing. And he's talking about this, you know, everything. I, I go out and I have, I have some, some food and it's, it's the most, this is the most delicious, fantastic tasting thing I've ever had in my life. And, you know, the, the waiter comes along and say, what is this? Uh, what is this tasty, zesty food you've served? It's a boiled potato, huh? Let me get the recipe for that. It was a really good bit. Um, I, uh, I just, I, I loved him. This was pre-Saturday Night Live. Um, it was fantastic. Really good stuff. And then, of course, everybody remembers him for the, the weekend update. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I found myself m more rattled. I, I get the whole celebrity death thing really impacts people because we invest a lot of our time and energy in consuming the things that celebrities give us, I suppose. Um, and you know, often when a celebrity dies, there's a real, there's a real public outpouring. I remember when, when Kobe Bryant died and, uh, I mean, it's a terrible story, you know, a dying in a helicopter crash. That's awful. That's just terrible. And like his daughter was on board. Like that's hard too. You know, that's, that's tough. Um, but, so, so that I understand, but then there was this whole, you know, sort of public outcry um, about, about the, the sadness of, of losing uh, Kobe. And I thought, well, I guess it's a basketball player, a very good basketball player by all accounts. He'd probably kick the crap out of me in one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, I just didn't feel, maybe I'm not, it's not personally invested in basketball enough. I didn't, I didn't feel any of that. But I really got dinged uh, by Norm Macdonald's passing. I saw, I saw it on the social media. I was scrolling. I was at work. I saw, I thought, oh, actually, it was uh, Stephen Merchant. <coughs> Sorry. Not actually getting choked up yet. <coughs> I just tried to talk through a cough. It didn't work. Let me have a sip of beer. 
anyway, it was Stephen Merchant. I saw it was the first first uh, report of Norm's passing, and uh, my immediate reaction. I said, "Oh no, oh that's that was literally it." it was, oh no, so sad. Anyway, and I watched a bunch. Of, like I said, I've been watching a bunch of his comedy, and of course, everybody knows the time the chick from that was it Melrose Place. That was a good interview, though. <laughs> That zinger at the end of it, it's, it's, it's bored is spelled B-O-R-E-D. Oh, that was just amazing. Um, one of the things I did see, it wasn't in the series of, I'd, I watched some other stuff before I got into the every appearance on Letterman. He talked in sort of the early 2000s, I think, that what he wanted to be, he wanted to become like Dangerfield. The way that Dangerfield would go on Carson and would just kill for seven or eight minutes. And and Johnny would be dying laughing, like uncontrollable laughing, not humoring him, not just taking part, but like legitimately uncontrollable laughing. And Dangerfield would just be running his mouth the whole time. And uh, <clears throat> obviously with a different style of comedy, that's what that's what Norm Macdonald was chasing. And that's where I like now I can assure you, having watched hours of his uh, talk show appearances, which to be fair, I also watched him stand up, but the talk show appearances are really the gold uh, in that, that situation. And uh, I'd say he, I mean, he didn't get there and that he was the same as Dangerfield, but like those guys loved booking him to fill slots because he would always be such good value coming on to uh, coming onto the show. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was fantastic, but very, you know, obviously very sad as well. Um, but I also found myself reflecting, uh, how, how nice it is to sort of have that, to have all these videos, all these memories, uh, of a really honestly fantastic, uh, fantastic comedian. So, uh, uh you know, cheers to Norm Macdonald, a, a fantastic life, uh, a man who, you never really knew if the story was for real or how much of it was for real, but, but the things that you always did know, uh, from, from the interviews, at least, um, he loved every minute of doing that stuff. Uh, I mean, his, his career had some bumps for sure. Uh, but he, he, when he was in it, when he was, when he was grafting at his craft, uh, he was loving every minute of it. He, loved his son in a way that I fully relate to and, uh, and just think is beautiful and, uh, and was exceptionally uncommonly funny and smart and quick, you know, so quick. One of his most famous, the moth joke was on Conan when Conan was doing the tonight show for that little stint and uh, Norm had come on, had done his, his first uh, his first interview, which is like seven or eight minutes. And uh, as they were going to commercial, the producer was like, Norm, stay for another one. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? I can't stay for another. I don't have anything prepared. And uh, oh, and here's my love now, Erica. She didn't hear anything about Salad King. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I said, I don't have anything prepared. What am I going to do? I said, Just do something. Tell us a story. And Colin Quinn had told him the moth joke, but it had been like a, an eight second joke. You know, it's 
the moth goes to the podiatrist and says a bunch of things that's wrong with his life and he's depressed and the podiatrist says that sounds terrible but why did you come here I think you need a psychiatrist and the moth says well the light was on just a great joke but Norm MacDonald apparently after the conversation with the producer turned to Conan and said how long do I have to fill Conan said you know seven or eight minutes so he filled out seven or eight minutes to that joke in a way that only he could Real nice stuff. So, anyway, that's there's no PSA tonight. PSA is, uh, especially if this is all sounding new and unusual to you, jump on YouTube, uh, look up Norm MacDonald, as uh, David Letterman liked to call him, and uh, you, will not, you will not regret the time lost to watching arguably one of the funniest uh, live comics uh, in, in, in certainly our lifetime. So... That's what I've been up to. Uh, how about you? That's kind of what this podcast is, is me just talking at somebody, but I'm not making you laugh the way that, 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 that Dangerfield made Johnny laugh or the way that Norm made uh, David and, uh, and Conan laugh, but a guy can hope, I guess. Uh, anyway, that's what I got. <clears throat> I'm going to drink another sip of this delicious Disco Demolition Double IPA, which is a lot of Ds. We haven't talked about that yet. It's not quite an alliteration, but it's pretty damn close. Damn, that's a D2. Anyway, uh, okay, thanks to Left Field. Delicious, delicious stuff. O'Neill, 100% Canadian ingredients now. Get it in you. Get it at the brewery. Disco Demolition Night, double IPA. Three-fifths of the way to an alliteration. Uh, also, right in my wheelhouse. I could drink this all night and then regret my life choices afterwards uh, I'm going to stick to just the one especially after shotgunning that uh, O'Neill <clears throat> so that's 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 what's happening uh, grab them both at the brewery of course on uh, Wagstaff in Leslieville easy to find and you'll you'll be happy that you did when you when you get there that you found it uh, feel free Monday to Friday to arrive before 3pm get yourself a coffee at Pilot Roasters right next door on the way out great coffee probably the best coffee in the city uh, at least from a organized entity maybe your buddy roasts his own beans in a 18th century Israeli bronze drum with a methyl hydrate flame under it not like I know somebody who does that anyway uh, <laughs> you can get a coffee from them it's really good uh, right next to left field <laughs> They used to share a forklift, which was really cute. Anyway, uh, that's what I got. I got to run. It's, we're coming up on 40 minutes. I'm congested as crap. And, uh, oh, by the way, did you vote today? I really hope so, because if you're listening to this in Toronto and you haven't yet, I'm sorry, you're 20 minutes late. Uh, you weren't going to get it done anyway, but uh, you definitely can't do it now. On the other side, if you're listening to this in BC, I think you've still got about uh, two hours and uh, 30 minutes. No, that can't be right. 40 is that it? I don't care. If you're listening to this and you haven't voted yet, give your head a shake. Now, if you live in a riding like mine where the liberal guy is just going to win no matter what, even then you still should because you can give your vote to somebody else. I voted orange. I generally do. Not always, but most of the time. And you know, that's an extra vote in their account. That's good. It's a pat on the back for them. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, however you voted, you are most welcome here. Unless you voted for the PPC, in which case you can eat a bag of dicks for all I care. 
Well, it's probably time for me to wrap up the show. I, uh, I'm glad you joined me. Uh, of course, I was very pleased for my special guest, Norm MacDonald. Uh, not really because he died and it upset me. Um, but uh, tune in next Monday. Uh, we're going to have a real nice show. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen yet because that's a whole week away. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I got nothing. So we'll see. Send suggestions if you want. Uh, I, I'm, I'm open. I'm 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 very capable of procuring beer. So you let me know what you want to see. Oh, I, there is one thing I might have. I haven't had it yet. It'd be returning to sawdust, but we could manage that. That would be something. That's the fail back. If I don't accidentally forget and drink it before then, and if I don't think of something else, tune back in in a week for a delicious beer from Sawdust City or something else. But either way, have a good night. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll talk to you in seven days. Bye.